Hello and welcome to 2021. This is Selfie Automotive's The Good, The Bad and The Crew. I'm Sean Smith. I'm joined by Christopher Strickland. Good morning. And Sam Green. Good afternoon. It's precisely that. Somewhere oh, well, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, no. Chaps. Just covering our bases, you know, because... Yeah. <laughs> whenever you listen to this, there you go. Be sorted. Hello. I'll just agree. Good that. evening. Did right. I interrupt you, Sean? No. Um... Right, 2021 chaps, we're finally getting started. It's, we've had our holidays, we're in lockdown free, <laughs> we've got nothing yeah. to do. Um, so uh, let's talk about Japanese motorsport. We're important people, Sean, we have things to do. Well, I, I, I go to work in the evening, but that's 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 regardless. Um, exactly, important things to do. So, Positive. while we're at home, um, Japanese motorsport, 2020, yeah. it was amazing. What? 2021, it could be even better. Where do you want to start? Uh, uh, we'll start with Super GT if you don't mind. Yeah, let's start with Super GT. Right, Chris, our, ma- our man who has been to Japan. I have. Oh, that, that rings that. Nice one. Yeah. I like what you did there. So, uh... Uh, I think we should just open up with what happened at the beginning of the season. So Toyota last year finished 2019 and said goodbye to its Lexus um, entry and decided to re- replace it with the Supra. The Supra. Uh, and so for this year, there was all, I think it's all five Super GT500 teams that ran Toyota cars were running the brand new Supra GT500, and there was a brand new Super Supra GT300 car that was given to a, what's basically, if you've listened to our um, Cars of the Year and our award ceremony, will know as being basically runner Yokohama. Um, and they started off not on pace. Um, so with COVID nineteen, yeah, COVID nineteen, um, they reduced the or they compacted the the season into I think it was about four months, as opposed to the I think it's normally about six months. Um, and instead of going to all the minor circuits, they decided to spend most of their time at Fuji. Yeah, basically because the luxury the uh, Honda and Toyota own a lot of tracks. They just uh, cut it down for, for, to limit the number of people that's a move, basically. It's good. Yeah, I think they limited it and just the cost of it. Well, luckily, they managed to get um, Sportsland Suva to host around. I don't know how they did that. But they did manage to do it. Uh, and pre-season testing showed that the NSX was going to be the, the, the car to beat, the Honda NSX, having ditched its ridiculous mid-engined um, set up and gone for a, a fronter mid-engine setup and Sorry, had to do. You're saying the NSX is ridiculous for being the same as the road car in terms of its engine layout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, Super GT, it didn't work, so it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it it wasn't a bad car, so it obviously did work. Also, no. also, oh, no, wait. no, it wasn't a bad car because it did win the championship. So. Yeah. But, so and anyway, minor details. It was. Really- <laughs> We're not going to talk about the old um, like JGTC what? NSXs, which I'm pretty certain were all mid-engined. Yeah, that's yeah, just a rule set. They were perfect. Anyway. They were beautiful. I'm just saying, look, I'm just saying that it didn't work out, therefore it was stupid. For balanced performance purposes, <laughs> it didn't work out. Exactly. But, you know, it is what it is. And so going into the first round, which was Fuji, um, everybody expected Honda to... Um, Walk it. 
to run away with it. But they didn't, did they, Sam? <laughs> no, they did not. Um, it was a Toyota whitewash, really, wasn't it? It was brilliant. I, I, was, I just remember watching that first race and laughing. Just like, oh, what's a, what a shocker. They go to Fuji Speedway, Toyota's track, and the Toyotas just go, oh, we found our boost button. Off we go. Yeah. It was basically um, the top five, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the top five in Super GT, and then the winner of the GT300 class was a Supra. It was brilliant. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> but, you know, I can't. I think the the Supra, the GT300 Supra just stole the show that weekend. Yeah. Oh, what that a was car. so cool, wasn't it? It's such a great car. For those who might be new to Japanese racing at all, uh, GT500 and 300 are supposed to indicate the power levels of the car in terms of their horsepower. But they absolutely don't. They, yeah, they, they, they're really not. Um, over the years, uh, because it is literally the three big manufacturers uh, in the shape of Nissan, Toyota and Honda, um, all gentlemanly agreeing, going, yes, 500 horsepower, that is, that, 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 that is fair level. We will not go above that. Um, obviously... If you're slower, you're not going to necessarily stick to the rules as well as you might. So over over the decades, literally, uh, Super GT has got progressively slightly faster than it might otherwise have done. Yeah, I mean, they think, because no one actually knows a certain what sort of power they've got yeah, now. No they reckon it's around, it's around 750 horsepower, we think, isn't it? Well, judging by, yeah, the, ju- but judging by the speeds that they can go around Fuji um, with cars that have... Hmm, I don't know, compared to an LMP2 car, probably a bit less downforce, you reckon? Uh, yeah, well, it depends on it depends on the package they're running. Um, I think I think pound for pound, they're n- the only thing faster around Fuji is an LMP1, isn't it? Yeah. More or less, yeah. So, yeah more or less. I mean, the Super GTs have a lot more experience around Fuji, but, you know, it's just ridiculous how quick they are. Yeah. So the LMP- and the GT300s are essentially um, <coughs> the same sort of speed as GT3 well, that we have in the rest of the world, more or less, generally really? speaking. I think they're, uh, no, I think they are a bit faster, but they're all balanced to GT3, aren't they? Well, the, the more the GT3 cars are allowed to run at full pace in order to keep up. Oh, right, okay. Uh, hang on, I've got the lap times here. Fuji Speedway, Super Formula... Le Mans P1 122, Super GT 126, LMP2 128. So that's the point. They're faster than LMP2s. Yeah. Um, uh, where are they? Super GT, GT 300, 135 is the fastest ever, and that was in 2016. Uh, and then GTE, which of course is supposed to be far, a lot faster than GT3 cars, uh, 137. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then, yeah. So they're quicker than a GCE. That's the point. But basically, across the board, um, everyone boosts their cars up and does whatever does some uh, questionable uh, <laughs> um, tactics, yeah. and uh, it results in one of the fastest overall series you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah so. I think across the board they are the fastest series. I think on average, must be. Uh, if you fastest, uh, yeah, I would say definitely the fastest um, ten tops. Yeah, fastest ten tops. Thank God for that. Until DTM decide to ruin it all. Stop moaning about that. <laughs> These cars are brilliant. It's so stupid why they did it. I know why they did it, but I just hate it. But it's still a good product. It's a great product. It's a fantastic product. I just dislike the fact that DTM threw Class 1 at them 
And then went, oh, hold up, we'll join, we'll hold hands and all be merry, and then fucked off because their financial problems were shit. <laughs> yeah, Hadberger can shove one. <laughs> We're uh, eight minutes into the podcast, and Chris has already had a, a sweary, sweary rant He's about uh, DTM. Absolutely D- D- DTM, which is now basically dead, and Chris is now just stomping yeah. on it, going, go, fuck you. <laughs> I'll... Uh... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Back to GT500. At the end of round one, um, Tyder came away with the top five in GT500 and the winner in GT300. So I get the very distinct feeling, and I'm pretty sure so did the organisers, that Tyder weren't playing by the rules. <laughs> More than they, Perhaps they, they might have been sand. Well, did you see all the sand dunes that appeared outside of uh, the back of the garages? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, consequently in the second race at Fuji, they didn't win. No. Um, I remember getting Cody Sukakoshi, I think it's Sukakoshi, winning the Keihin NSX. Thank God for that. Because that would have been embarrassing for everybody if the Supra then went and won another another race on the trot with like three cars in the top five. That would have just been ridiculous. Been quite funny though. It would be quite funny, yeah. But, you know, it still would have been ridiculous. One of the that is one of the good things about Super GT actually is the the incredibly incremental balance of performance. Mm. It gets it so right so much of the time that, that you oh. just, like think what are the other series doing wrong well, when they do balance of performance? Yeah, but it just really really works to the point where you don't really notice it, and that's the best thing about it. It is like, interesting. You, how yeah, as you say yeah because the balance performance does keep things so tight it means that you know even N- nissan who have the oldest car will stay there able to keep up compared to these brand new cars from toyota and, Nis- uh, toyota and honda yeah yeah exactly yeah. And, and had a couple of wins with the gtr this year as well they did yeah did they yeah yeah they won a suzuka and suzuka yeah yeah <laughs> Which must have really, really, but I've really annoyed Honda. <laughs> really annoyed Honda. But, uh, yeah, sorry, I thought they only won one, one race, but no, yeah. Condo, well, that's Condo only GT300, and then. Nismo. Uh, Nismo. Yeah, Nismo. Nismo. I think across the board, I think Nissan would have been disappointed. Although they ran close to the title, well, the, I well, think they'd be. If we fast forward into the last race already, I mean, they were winning the title um, in terms of the projections after lap one. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They were. Yeah, Ronnie Kinterelli and his and Sujiyom Matsuda were just running away with it. But, you know. Yeah, but the tyres gave in. But, yeah, uh, we'll get that. It was amazing. We'll that. They basically put qualifiers on and then, and then they were flying to the front and then um, we balls it up after that. But uh, it, it, was, it was cool. Um, so, we're sort of starting around the fact that this series is going to be sort of the uh, the praising of Nioki Yamamoto, um, because he won both series, spoiler alert. Um, ah, spoiler. <laughs> um, but this, this, this sort of, as our review and also our sort of preview into the, the coming season and sort of advertising really is what we're doing. Um, yeah, definitely go watch it at the hyphen race. Yeah, the dash race um, on YouTube. It's free to watch. <laughs> It's not the same bloody thing. Um, <laughs> I know. They say it's hyphen, so they can. Yeah, but it's a dash. You can't have an argument with them. It's a dash. But if we say dash, maybe people won't find it. 
Because yeah, no, yeah. no one's going to type in D A S H into Google, are they? D E S H race. No one's going to do that. <laughs> if, it's, if it's hyphen, how are they going to spell that? What if they're really dyslexic? Oh, just stop it, Sean. Stop being off. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, watch it. The, because... the Dash Race on YouTube. Yes. It's free. Um, definitely go watch it. Go watch it. It is free. It's free. So why would you not go watch it? Exactly. And, and they're on demand as well, so you don't even need to be a Japanese. No. Yeah. You can watch it whenever you want. You could go back and watch the entire season you today if you really wanted. Oh, that'll take ages. It, it would, would be worth it. It'd take a day. I don't think it'd take ages. What? The GT500 races are really long. No, no they're not. not that long. They're shorter than you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are shorter than you think. They, they, just, they just take ages because of safety cars. <laughs> well, yeah, it is quite good. Right. Although it takes a minute to get it sorted, it is quite good. Hmm. So, obviously, the, with the very corporatization of GT500, um, it does mean that essentially all of the the resources from Honda Toyota and Nissan, sort of, although Nissan, of course, are slightly hindered by being slightly owned by Renault. Um, it's uh, it really is just a battleground in terms of the the talents. Basically, that no, no manufacturer's driver will give any quarter to anyone else, and vice versa. And it it, it does turn into like you remember the old school World Touring Car Championship days when BMW's big team were against Seat and that, and they'd all just basically take lumps out of each other. Um, yeah, it's 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 like the good old days there, which I think is always very fun to watch. Yeah, I mean it's um, it is yeah, like you say, it is very very much. Um, we we want the our car to win, it's cult, even it's if it's cultish, not our almost. team. It is yeah, but it is it's the sort of thing you would maybe see in things like NASCAR as well, isn't it? Where they don't necessarily mind if they don't win as long as a Ford wins. Well, it's, like, as long it's as... like the Aussie V8, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. That is very much like it. Um, Still, people look towards more the, the actual car, like um, the Kahin NSX or the Kahin whatever, or they look towards the... Yeah, I the suppose car. that's true. Yeah. You have in GT500, you have so many of these absolutely iconic sponsor teams, hmm. so to speak. that. Yeah, like Saad or like the um, Autobacks. Motor. Um, Rebrig. Yeah. Rebrig. Even Keeper, or like more, re more recently, the Keeper Tom's cars. Yeah, Wacos. Yeah. Autobacks. You know, you could just list them off. Well, we are. Red Bull Morgan. <laughs> We're literally just re listing them now, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, I think that it's yeah. You kind of sponsor you, you follow a car in Super GT, whereas in other series you might follow a driver um, or a team, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just very. I think it's great. You don't see it anymore it's, in sort of like say. Well, like, you don't really. Well, do you? TCR, of course, technically doesn't have manufacturer support anymore. No. Um, very very big inverted commas behind technically. Um, Ask Kai and I, um, but um, <laughs> or Cyan actually you know, Cyan Racing. Yeah, ask them who's who's their owner. Oh yeah, Geely, and who do they own? Volvo. Oh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you don't really see the tribalism in European motorsports anymore. Like like uh, FIA GTE or whatever. You know, you don't you don't 
because they've already got two cars, they can't play the team game like they might have done in the past. Yes, um, yeah. Whereas because, as you say, you've got like five or six cars of each, it makes it much more... Um, uh, sort of, it's sort of like a like a team, like like I might see on football or whatever. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, they do work together, and uh, you know, it might give a result one way to to just to, just to basically twist the championship in their favour. Yeah, you might find that the Supras will give each other a tow in qualifying, whereas they wouldn't try and give a tow to one of the Nissans or one of the well, Hondas. Again, they or... literally get in the way. <laughs> yeah, um, to try and get their cars up the front of the grid um, as a collective. Even though they're all separate teams, which is quite cool, I think it's good. So, did you two watch all the races for Super GT? Yes. Yes. Right. Highlights, because I only watched about three. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's so much. There is so much to say. I think um, you've got to mention the first race at Suzuka was just—it was non-stop from first lap to last lap. You know, yeah, there was a couple right. of safety lap periods in it, but oh, it was just. Oh, action all the way through the field and I think because of the way that Super GT works with um, the GT300 acting like mobile chicanes <laughs> you end up just having like three wide through the S's on the first sort of sector it's just like what is going on yeah. and it just leaves so many different opportunities to overtake because you might have going through one of the S's you might get stuck behind a 300 and then your broker who's sat behind you just drives around the outside yeah, exactly. It's um, I, I can't put my finger on any apart from the really obvious one well, that I'm sure race. Chris is the the last lap of the last race. Um, it's only like the last, last lap of the last race, the last corner. It's past the last corner. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll come on to that in a in a minute. But I mean, there's just been so much brilliant racing this season it's difficult to say any any categorical this was a highlight that was a highlight it was really good to see um the sort of the drivers that i don't necessarily because i've only really i've only started watching super gt this year um and drivers that i hadn't heard of necessarily or that i'd kind of heard of we're looking at some people you'll know are nick cassidy yes that uh, nick cassidy i knew Yamamoto. um uh yes, I do From definitely F1. know him now. <laughs> Quintarelli, I knew because he's done GC three a bit. Um, you might remember Coverline and yeah, Bertrand, yeah, Bertie Breadstick, I know, but Bertrand Baguette. Uh and Fenestras, I know from somewhere, and I can't put my finger on where. He's Formula uh, Three. He was oh, was it uh, Formula Three? That was it. That must be it then. Proper Formula Um. <laughs> Oh, and Jan Mardenborough, but he's a bit Shit. rubbish. His <laughs> car was just awful, to be fair. <laughs> no, it's because he was on the wrong tyres. He was on like Yokohama's when every other three hundred. Uh, but then I've also discovered new drivers, people like Kenta Yamashita, Shosu Boy, um, Hirakawa. Naoki. Yeah, no, Naoki Yamamoto as well, and Rio Hirakawa that I've never heard of before are not absolutely incredible drivers. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Which is always good. Expanding my knowledge. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, even in GT300, there's some really, really top drivers. I always forget um, how much I love GT300. Whenever I watch... Like, I mean, even when we had Gran Turismo games um, with them in there. Yeah, like we, I much preferred the driving yeah. <laughs> on GT300 because it was just that little bit... 
easier to do as much as anything. And I also, think. you can put a massive turbo on them and make them faster. <laughs> yeah, you can essentially <laughs> make them GT500s. That's what I did with my uh, my Wet Sports Celica. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, you've got some really cool teams in there as well. Like you've got the Autobacks, you've got the Green Brave, the great story of Green Brave Toyota, who are essentially servicing mechanics during the week and then they go racing at the weekends. The so, Good Smile uh, Racing. Yeah, can't know. Team Aguri, of course, from, from Formula One frame. Frame? Yes. Fame. Yeah. Whatever happened to them? Oh, they went back home. Well, <laughs> essentially. Picked up GT300 racing. Mm. But yeah, I think, you know, I think it does broaden your, your knowledge and it is a fantastic series to, to watch and it doesn't matter who you follow. There is always, you know, it's like you could watch the GT300s all day long, you know, and just ignore GT500 and, and still absolutely love it. I mean, who would ever thought that a Prius would win a race? Did it win this yeah. year? It did, yeah. It, did. it won um, Suzuka, uh, Suzuka yeah. in the first round. Yeah, I think it's the uh, red one, this, which is a shame because I quite like I'm partial to the bright yellow one. Yeah, I quite like the day glow yellow one. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to point out it is powered by a Lexus V8. So it's not actually a Prius. Yeah, it's just dressed as a Prius. Um, but yeah, it does look good, though. It, sounds it does amazing. look really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah I really like it. Not as good as the um, Well, yeah, that's the other thing as well. You get in GT300, there's all these weird little cars that's that also from you don't see racing anywhere else in the world. The mother chassis, as they're called. Yeah. You basically, get to put whatever you want on it. So you've yeah, got, as long uh, as it resembles a production car and comes from the same production line slash company, then yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. Well, they put they put rally engines in them, which is which is just hilarious. Well, it's the super the super BRZ has got a world rally rally car engine in. Yeah, it's like you it's like, you're just like <laughs> what? How does that thing not blow up every <laughs> like after about two miles? But it's amazing. Oh. Should we go through the results? Yes. So early doors, it did look very much Toyota. We're going to do very well. Um, mm. But then when we got to, yeah, that second race, the same, uh, it was a couple of weeks later, it was nearly a month later, it was a month later, more or less, actually, looking at it, still at Fuji, and uh, they'd clearly sorted out the the problems <laughs> with the balance of performance by that point. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had Honda doing well at uh, that one. And Bertie Breadstick uh, winning the race. I've still not forgiven him for beating Jaime Alguersuari in World in uh, World Series by Renault in 2009. I mean, I would probably put that behind you now. <laughs> more, literally more than 10 years ago. <laughs> it was 12 years ago. I was there. I watched it. It was horrible. <laughs> Sorry. Suzuka, on. we had um, Nissan. Winning the GT 500s, and I think was that the the uh, team gainer? That's the That's he, the Prius. Yeah, just kind of Prius. Well, no, I said oh, that, Prius. That was a weird sort of pronunciation that time. But weirdly enough, it was actually the other Toyota Prius that was on pole. Was it? So clearly, the Prius just went really well at Suzuka. Um, I think it was basically. I think that was because they'd been given because they were struggling a bit. I think they were given like a. A bit of a boost, hmm. um, right. and I think the, uh, 
Yeah, they turned the turbos up a bit, and all the GT three hundred, or the GT three import teams just sort of went, "Hang on, that's you know, that's, that's not fair. a bit out <laughs> for." And they all had a bit of an argument, and then I think it was a couple of races later they all calmed down, and the GT three Nissan won. Oh no, so, that was it. The the AMG won after it. Yeah, it's quite funny, really, when um, you see a Toyota Prius racing against Lamborghinis and Audi R eights and stuff like that and it's beating them the SLS um, yeah uh, it's hilarious are there any Ferraris I can't remember I don't think there is I, do, no, I don't remember Ferraris. seeing any no I don't remember seeing any either but then again how can you can't keep up it could have gone through the entire season you might not have seen it so, there's so many GT300s that if it was just in the middle of the pack you may not have seen it it would have been really funny if there was a Ferrari GT3 and it was going lapping faster around Fuji than the GT works team sorry no works team well, yeah, yeah of course a no works team <laughs> um where was I up to where First, were we up to Suzuka, so, so yeah Motegi which is a cool track anyway isn't it mm. I like yeah. Motegi I hardly remember from Motegi is it was the first race that the Superboys had a go at each other. So they started off the season quite corporate and then I think it was was it Cassidy in the Wacos Supra went into the side of I think it was the AU Tom Supra at the bottom of the hill just before the end of the lap. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That was the first sort of elbows out racing that we'd seen from the Toyota cars. Yeah, because I think they're not being quite gentlemen, gentlemanly. Yes. Whereas in that race, you sort of sat there going, finally, yeah. they've stopped being priorities and being their own teams. They're going for it, yeah. Um, and that was a good race. I, I like I like Motegi anyway, and that was uh, another Bertie Baguette win. Yes. In, uh, in the GT500 and the K2 R&D Leon Racing. That's an, that's an AMG GT. Yeah, GTR. winning I was gonna, I was GT300. Say that, that's, that's not to say at Leon. That'd be amazing. Could you imagine? That'd be incredible. Yeah, I think that the that um, GT3 Leon was running at the top of GT300 for pretty much the entire season, so they've done a really good job, even with the balance of performance. That yeah, AMG was doing bloody good. It's very tricky to run at the top for a long time in Super GT because of the balance of performance. The longer you're up there, the slower you get. Is the way well, it I mean, tends to work. Well, exactly. I mean, you look at um, the winning GT500. Their first podium didn't come until the second to last round, and then they ended up winning. Yeah, it's almost better well, to have a pretty poor start to the season and then build I up. Say, I wouldn't say a poor start. It's just consistent consistency of you know being up there, not necessarily winning races, but just being in the top five. I think if you you're in the top five by Every single race until, well, as by the the race winning car, by the second to last race of the season, you're pretty much in the, with a shot of winning the championship. Well, I mean, coming into the last race, there was something like six cars that could win the championship, wasn't it? Seven. Oh, which, uh, it was, was it seven? I can't well, remember. I, I thought it was six, but it might well have been seven, to be totally honest. Well, it was most of the, the, most of the Supras. I think it was Warner Quintarellini's Nismo and... I think it was the Kahin NSX and the Raybrig NSX. Yes, it was, yeah. Or the Team Kunimitsu NSX. Yeah. Which is sponsored by Raybrig. <gasps> Who have left, God forbid. <laughs> that shiny purple got purple car that, you know, was an icon in 
G- Gran Turismo is now left as a yeah. sponsor. Don't worry, don't worry, everyone. Everyone on uh, set of, uh, on race department will be doing custom skins every si- when, when eventually something comes out. Yeah, I'm sure that you'll putting find. the a big deal it is for, NS- for the the road rig brand to leave. They've been a sponsor of the Kunimitsu team for 25 years. All your life. That's all my life, and I've got. I, I'd like to think I've got a fan base, but you know, it's nowhere near as good as Mate, def- you definitely have a fan base on here, hundred percent. Oh, we should say that if, if, if projections go, this this episode should be our one thousandth listen. On, Excellent on, on Anchor. Yeah. So uh, thank you for everyone who's listening. Carry on. There's your fan base crew. I know, right? Speak to my fan base. <laughs> um, I've got me. I've completely lost track. You're now. talking about uh, the Ray Briconda. How long have oh, been sponsoring? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, going into the, the last round, you did have like seven cars, and it was all three of the major manufacturers, albeit Nissan sort of... Well, I see Nissan were wallowing at the back, but they weren't, were they? They were going in as championship leaders. They were leaders, uh, they? I'm pretty sure they were. I'm sure they were. There's no way that, uh, that Nissan was a leader. It was, no, no it, I don't think... Was it, was. No, it can't have been, because they made a big fuss when it went to the front of saying, whoa, they could, they could win the championship. This, yeah. Well, I haven't said that. Any car that was leading that race could have won the championship. So that's the point. Uh, true. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. We're, listen back to our last podcast. We were, we were more sure back then. This uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't win. So did. They nearly won for the first. Um, for the first yeah. Just, the way that they do the balance performance. So the way the balance performance works is I think it's every point you get, you get a set amount of reduction of your air intake into the engine and then once they've reduced the intake so much they then start reducing your fuel flow so i think it's no sorry it's only, they give you a weight and then it's your intake restrictor so you get 100 kilos and once you get 100 kilos they start reducing the intake on your engine so you've once you've got that 100 kilos you're then getting pounded by the fact that not only is your weight ridiculously high but you're now losing you know, 50, 60 brake horsepower for every point you get. It's, it's ridiculously cool, but ridiculously mad at the same time. Because, I mean, who would imagine that doing that would make racing as close as it is? Are we going to have to do that to Al on our CSR NASCAR series? Yeah, I think, I think we might have to. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to see. No, that is... We will. It's, it's definitely a, a more complex and obviously better thought out system than say what the WEC do which is just go Aston Martin can go slow this week oh it happens to be Luan 24 hours <laughs> yeah that's because Luan 24 hours and the Fords have been um, sandbagged for the entire season yeah and then oh what's this Ford 1, 2, 3 what's going on oh on the anniversary no how, how could this no, happen surely not or like when AM, or like when Mercedes did it at the Spa 24 and they all got an entire grid ban was it the, no? They didn't get a grid ban. They got they lost all their qualifying times and had to start at the back of the GT3. It doesn't matter. That if was you quite got the car. Sorry. It doesn't matter if you got the fastest car. No, of course not. It does make it a bit more difficult though. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Um, but no, I think they've got it sorted. They've clearly found a formula that works. But back to the results. Shall we skip ahead a little bit and but, go f- yeah. to that final <laughs> round? So for the last round on the night on the 29th of November was at Fuji. Um, and that was the, the eighth round. And then, like, like we said, coming into this, there was like seven cars that could win the GT500 category. 
and it came down to literally after the last corner on the last lap of the season. Yeah, so I think going into that, the last 10 laps, it was... Um, just find the thing. Even in the it last was, 10 laps, there was still mathematically like seven or eight. It's no. Waco, Waco's car, wasn't it? Was, no. Yeah. The Amazon took second place. I think it was 15 laps from the end and was chasing down Hirakawa and his keeper Tom's Supra. Something like, I think it was a second a lap. It was ridiculous yeah. how quickly he was going. And then when he got to within. I think it was two seconds he faltered a bit and he just it, you looked like, ah, oh, the, the Supra's going to win. Mm. But as Sam alluded to, the last corner of the last lap, well, not the last corner of the last lap, after the last corner of the last lap. Sorry? It was after the last corner. It was like as he came past the pit entry, wasn't well, it? Well, think about it. The last corner is a hill. Everyone forgets it. It's a really big hill. Um, <clears throat> and you're also obviously turning right all the way through, so all the fuel sloshes to one side and back. So it's obviously just just spluttered because the pickup points of the fuel system has just gone. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is this? I can't run on. No, it did genuinely run out of fuel. I don't even think it was like a, a hiccup. It did genuinely run out of fuel. He just cut out. Yeah, he had yeah, no just, fuel left. Yeah, I don't think he, there was even fumes left. Yeah, so basically they were pushing so hard that the super ended up running out of fuel five hundred meters from the end. Yeah, and he did manage to cross the line, but not after. The uh, the Ray Brick Honda cruised past him to take the checkered yeah. flag and then win the championship because of that. Yeah, I'm mad. It was Just amazing. ridiculous. It was and so then cool. I thought the best part, the PS de Resistance, was they ran him off you as well. <laughs> Half around its celebratory lap, it ran out of fuel. And the best part I found was that to get pulled back to the pit lane, it was pulled by a Toyota Hilux. <laughs> so the London brand Toyota had to pull back the winning brand NSX. Yeah, but there's no re- Obviously, at Fuji, which is owned entirely by Toyota, they're not going to have bloody Honda pickup trucks everywhere, are they? They could have like an Isuzu. Uh, I suppose, maybe. An Ivan. Yeah, just get a fierce and be yeah, exactly. But yeah, I just as an ending, it was just fantastic. You just you were on because you were watching the NSX slowly close up this this keeper toms, which at the point you didn't realise it was fuel saving, but it probably was. That's why he was gaining such a rapid rate, and you sort that going, "Is he going to catch him? Yeah. Is he going to catch him?" And then, well, he wasn't going to catch him until he ran out of fuel. Well, that's the point because Yamamoto was pushing so bloody hard, his tires were going. You can see the car slide yeah. at the back end coming out every yeah. slow, like every loaded corner, like you know coming out uh, out after the chicane. You could just see the back of the car going. I want to spin round. I want to spin round. Um, yeah, he was absolutely on the limit of what the car could do. But no, it was because it the best bit was the fact that the guy in third place, um, obviously got back to the pit lane. And then had to wait like 20 minutes for the other two to turn up. <laughs> because one of them was down the end of the straight having a having a, an emotional breakdown. Um, and uh, Yamamoto was on the other side of the track. Yeah. So, I did feel sorry for Hirakawa. So, I mean, ah, oh, to get so close. Literally, you could have pushed it across the line. But yeah. oh, must have been absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, it ended up being two points, didn't it? But it was clearly it was close. It was going to be closer than that. Like, if it could mathematically be closer than that, it probably would have well, been. If, if he'd won, it'd have been three points his favour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So that's the swing. <laughs> I've just been, yeah, mate. But it was a superb race. Even before that, it was a superb race. Mm. Um, as it always is with Super GT, you never get disappointed with a Super GT race. Unless you're at Honda racing. Condo racing, well, sorry. Yes, perhaps. Very sad. Uh, to round off Super GT300, um, Condo racing did do well there, so that's all right. They did. They came. They won the GT300 on the last race, did they not? Yeah. I oh, know that was. No, hang on. No, sorry, they, they won the last. They did. They did they win. win. They sorry. They did because because they were saying, "Oh, the the Supra could still do it, even though it's basically impossible to happen." I, uh, I mean, I wanted the Supra to win. So did I. No, but even though I very much like Nissan, I wanted the Supra to win. It's just a cooler car, really, isn't it? That Green Brow Supra. It is. A, it is a cooler car, hands down. Well, and it'll only get faster. <laughs> That's the thing. Is this is his first season, and it's only going to get faster. Well, yeah, you'd hope so. Once, once they they put fit some nos to it, that's that's also not illegal. That's not legal, but he, he is super GT. You know they might find a way. <laughs> they put put the nos no, in, no. put the nos in the uh, in the tires. Seems to be running thirty psi, and they go, what the fuck is this? And then <laughs> they just run it run it back through the engine. That's a great idea. I bet you that someone's tried that. I bet you someone's I... tried that before. Well, taking air out of the tire and putting it in the engine. Yeah, filling the tire with nos. And then, and then recycling. bleeding the tire. Yeah, so because you get lower tire pressure, which means you get more grip, and you get while more power. you're driving. Yeah, that's amazing. I, no. That's an amazing idea. You do some design work on that, Sean, and get back to us. <laughs> do you, come on, Chris, back me up. You work for the government. You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, are we done with Super GT? I think we uh, are. Should we talk about before before we go on to the next one? Should we talk it's about? For this so, year. Hmm? Year, we had, we had so this year, what was your favourite race? Last race. And what was your favourite car? Oh, favourite race. I'm not going to say the last race. I'm not going to say the last race. I think the first Suzuka race was the best race, in my opinion. I thought it was nail-biting stuff all the way to the end, especially in both classes. I would kind of agree with you there. I mean, the last lap drama of the final race, obviously. But I think, yeah, in terms of the whole race... I think that was yeah, that was a better show of what it really is. Well, I think it's just the fact that GT three hundred. I think it was one of the Mercedes. I can't remember which one it was. Smashed into just after the S's where you have the left hander before Degna one. Is it Degna one? I think I saw this race. I don't think yeah, it's like the the long sweeping left hander before Degna one smashed into the tire barriers, ripped the. Tech Pro away from the wall, and they just kept going. I mean, it was the yeah. last two laps; they just kept going. They didn't even like stop the race or anything; they just kept going. Yeah, I did see. And some Leon finished the race, even though it ripped the front end off. Mm. I don't think that race was as good as the last race. Oh well, you can have your own opinion then. I do have my own opinion. It's my podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my website. <laughs> um, yeah, I still think the vote goes to the Green Brave Super. The, the GT500 Super is so good. Yes, but the Green Brave Super. Did you know that there's a Korean? I, I only noticed this, but there's a Korean um, series that runs just Supras. Really? Yeah, they're like they're like super silhouettes. What spec? Uh, I have no. I didn't look into it. I just know it's like S6000 or something. Oh, it's 
saw this the other day. Yeah, it's they're essentially stock cars. Um, yeah. But like the stock cars that you get in like Brazil, not like oh, the mad ones. Yeah, yeah, but they're all tied to Supras. <laughs> what sort of like our NASCARs? They're all Fords. Yeah. Apart, yeah. apart, apart from my Mitsubishi. <laughs> Aston Martin. <laughs> Chris, do you want me to do a Mercedes livery for you? Uh, no, I'm so right. you, can a, you can have an SLS um, <laughs> salute. <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I'll put. Um, yeah, no, SLS, SLS would be good. I'll, put, I'll, do, I'll do you an A class. Anyway, oh, back to anyway. the calendar. Yeah, so sorry. The Super GC 2021 calendar. Um, it looks pretty good, really, doesn't it? Well, you go back to some of the smaller circuits. So, let's see. Let's go from the top. Okiyama in April, hopefully. Yep. Then Fuji. Not my favourite. Yeah. Quite cool. I like Okiyama. Do you know what I love about the, the Wikipedia page? Nobody's really confirmed, but the one team that has confirmed is Good Smile Racing. Yeah. Just that they're going, of course they are. There's so much, so much um, Japanese and non-Japanese backing. There's no reason why they wouldn't be there. Let's put it this way. The the politics of Honda and Toyota mean that basically the drivers stay where they are because they're like, oh, I've got a career here. Um, yeah. So you can be sure that a lot of the drivers will be returning. Um, yeah, definitely. Not all of them, obviously, because I think uh, Cassidy's also Formula E, so he might not be... Well, that's there. a huge mistake. Yep, you said that last time, and it's still true. I will still... It's absolutely true. It's a huge mistake. I know why he's doing it, but it's a huge mistake. Yeah, but a lot of them, you know, the Yamamoto's of this world will definitely still be there. At Honda. Most of the Japanese drivers, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. What confuses me about this um, calendar is the fact that the last race is Twin Ring Motegi and not someone like Fuji or that the is, Suzuka that 500. That is an odd choice. That is yeah. Choice. Unless they're going to hold the. Is it the, the Japanese. They call it. I think they call it the Japanese Grand Prix. Yeah. But it's Jaff. like 400 miles of Suzuka Jaff. normally. The Jaff Grand Prix. The Jaff Grand Prix. The Jaff Cake Grand Prix. Yeah. The Jaffa <laughs> Please, please go to Japan and start handing out Jaffa cakes. Please. <laughs> There's a point. Oh, yeah. McVitie's, honestly, you've got the easiest sponsor opportunity ever. <laughs> yeah, if you need to get hooked up, ring Sean. Yeah. The Jaffa Jaff Grand Prix. The Jaffa Jaff. Jaff Jaffa Grand Prix. Oh, uh, anyway. no, it's nice to see, like, Okayama and Autopolis back on the list because they're good circuits. And yeah. it's just a shame that they can't run unless they have people going there. And Sugo as well is actually quite a good circuit for the sports cars, I think, is a good circuit. They're all good oh. tracks. And then they've got also, potentially, um, still dates to be confirmed and, and probably pending travel as well, uh, Chang, which is in Thailand. I like Chang. It's really nice. Isn't that a... Hasn't the World Touring Car Championship ran there? I think yes. it has, yeah. They had some enormous accidents because the, <laughs> the, the track was a little bit greasy. <laughs> well, like um, Turkey in F1 this year. Yeah, same same principle. It wasn't necessarily completely uh, as nice as they might have wanted it. And there's Because coming out of the last corner, it's re- sorry, the last few corners, it's really, really fast and there's big bumps and they just, and they just went whoosh, and into the barriers. It was really funny. Um, oh, but no, Chang's a cool track. And then they're hopefully going to Sepang as well. That'd be awesome. Oh, I'd love to watch them around Sepang. I know they've done it in the past, and there's probably videos of them online um, running around Sepang, but I think it'd be mega. Is Absolutely. Sepang, I'm thinking about it, where does the 
WEC go in in um, this year? Japan is that Fuji? Yeah, yeah. But they go to Sepang as well, don't they? Uh, they might be doing this year. They've not before. Have they not? I no. thought they had before. They did. Yeah. The WEC has never been to Sepang. I'm sure they have. No, it has. I'm sure they have. Hey, we're all going to we're going to Google right now. <laughs> I yeah, they've done the eight hours of Sepang last year. Yeah. In 2019, they ran the eight hours of Sepang. How did, Jeez, I, how did I miss this? I must have... Hang on. Was because it? wasn't that the first race in, like, ten years that was won by a non-hybrid LMP1 car? Was it won by... Uh... Rebellion, wasn't it? Oh, my God. I did not know this happened. Hang on. Have I... <laughs> Hang you on. can see we we're just a font of knowledge, really, aren't we? We know everything. <laughs> we do, for fact. Maybe, maybe. This, no, hang on. Sorry, no. This is um, the air hours of Sepang was actually um, a endurance world motorbike race, not um. Yeah, it's a bike. It's... I'm sure. They, I'm sure they've been to. I'm certain that they did. I'm certain I'm, they have. I'm certain. certain. Are you sure they're not just going there soon? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm sure pretty much. I'm certain they've never been to Sepang. This is, the, by the way, Super GT uh, podcast debate. Uh, lo looking at the review of the last <laughs> season, and, so, uh, somewhere Alistair is screaming. <laughs> like, get on with it. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Sepang is a great track. Anyway. So hopefully they go there. Right, let's. Yeah. We're seeing if we're like rambling a bit, and we're forty-five minutes in. Super Formula is the other Japanese yes. thing. <laughs> Uh, now, Super Formula is wicked. It's so cool. Now, Nissan aren't here well, because they're mad. I don't I don't get it. Why aren't Nissan in Super Formula? They could so easily just make... It's the same engine, isn't it? Basically, they are, they're a Delara... It's an open wheel, obviously, by the name Super Formula, you would assume that. Um, it's an open wheel car made by Delara, the chassis. Um, and then, essentially, the engines are that of the GT500s. More or less. More or less. Obviously, a slight, probably slightly different packaging and stuff like that because the single seater. Um, but for some reason, Nissan don't supply engines to anybody, which I think is them. They're missing out there. I is think it they just, could easily is do this, that. It's probably just Renault just going. You're not allowed to have a, for, a, a car that's probably a bit quicker than our F1 car. No, well, maybe well, um, Formula Alpine, don't they? Or what is now Formula Alpine, which was yeah, that's Formula, a, Formula Renault, but they're nowhere near as quick. Is that the well, yeah, are you talking about the regional series? Sorry? Are you talking about the regional series? Uh, no. Yeah, it is, it, no, it is now Formula Regional. It's F4. It, no, now it's a Formula Regional, which it was Formula Renault, it's now Formula Alpine. <sighs> okay. Um, but yeah, it, it was a regional one. Uh, but, but yeah, these things are rapid. They're easily, they're way quicker than an F2 They car. look faster than F2 as well, which is just they look, weird. Even when they're not moving, they look fast. Ah, uh, it's the previous generation of Super Formula, one that had like the moustache wing. Ah, oh, they were super cool. My favourite ones. The 2008 ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, them ones. Were they oh. the same chassis as, uh, they were, as the they GP2 were, cars? No, they were. Just really fast. No, they weren't. The, the old one we're thinking of, they, they were related to Indy cars. Oh, okay. Or champ cars, that sort of thing. Oh, positively rapido. <laughs> what? <laughs> In anyway, the, the second fastest. Oh, those single ones. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Yeah, they were that. What I just said. 
Yeah, yeah. So they're Lolas. That's right. They're those old cars. Anyway, going back to the season, it's in my opinion, it was a bit shit at the beginning of the year. Oh god, I think the I first Mategi was so bad. There was so uh, many safety cars this year. It wasn't that, yeah. not in the first three races. The first three races could have done with some safety cars. <laughs> with that ball. Well, the problem is they changed the formatting. They reduced, they re- because of COVID, they reduced the race length and then they made it so that only, I think it was four members of the pit crew could be in the pit lane at any one time. So you didn't have people jumping over the front of cars like oh, madmen. Yeah. That was the best thing about the Super Formula pit stops is that because you could only have a certain amount of people and someone had to be fueling, the same guy would do both front wheels and rather than run round the front, he'd just leap over the front <laughs> of the car, which is br- brilliant. What, and he... You didn't really see that this year because they got rid of refueling. Yeah. So there was... Yeah, and there was no strategy to it. It was just yeah. come in, put a set of tyres on and go back out again. Well, there was no... Know. Do we pit early? Do we pit late? Because it just really didn't matter. Because after about three or four laps, the advantage you would have had has disappeared. I don't. So uh, it, if you towards the end of the season, the longer you ran, the better chances you had of being further up the field. I don't yeah, like this car then compared to the old ones. It's I not, still it's think not, the car's not, cool. It's really cool. But I know but it's what not you as mean. Exciting. It's not. No, as I unique. know what you mean. Yeah, compared, yeah it, compared to the last one. It looks a lot more like uh, a, a beefed up F2 car. Well, it's a bit beefed down. It's, it's, it's smaller, isn't it? No, I think they're bigger. I think they're the, more or less the same physical size, just much quicker. Well, the SF14, which is the old car, that looks like an, a GP2 car on steroids. Yeah. And it was cool. But the one before that, the Swift, which had the, the double wing, that thing was amazing. Yeah, those things. It, it was rubbish for racing, but it oh yeah, good. Look, it looked good. Hmm. So anyway, the first three races were awful, but it soon picked up after that once people started taking the championship seriously, and then crashes seemed to happen left, right, and centre. Especially at the first round at Suzuka. Good God, that race was fantastic. <laughs> I think the last three races just epitomised how good Super Formula could be. Do you think? Yeah, it- I think. It'd be better if Nissan actually were there, because when because when you have half the field Hondas, half them Toyotas, that's when you can get quite stale racing between the marks, as it were. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but every if one GP... engine suits the track better or something. Yeah, maybe. Um... Seeing Honda Toyota own all the tracks. Apart well, they own all of them. They own three, I think. They own Suzuka, Mategi, and Fuji. Who owns Sugo? The um, Sportsland Sugo is an independent, and so is Autopolis. Okay. Same with Okayama. Yep. Okay. That's fine. Um, but yeah. Well, I, I with the way that this, the that it's gone in the past, I think you had to put Yamamoto as being favourite for the championship. You had to put Cassidy because he won it last year, favourite for the championship. And there was a few sort of rookies who were in there because some of the European converts who were coming over because they had nothing better to do and thought Super Formula was a good idea and couldn't make it because of um, because of COVID. So you yeah, had a right. couple of... That's what happened to Yuri Vips, wasn't it? He was supposed to be... Um, was it the Mugen well, car he was supposed to be driving? Yeah. He wasn't allowed to because of uh, restrictions in Japan. He couldn't, yeah, he couldn't yeah. travel. 
It turned out all right for him, though. He went to F2 and did quite well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so there was a one of who came in, which I thought was quite cool. Fenestraz, apart from his retirements, did quite well. Like, he wasn't yeah, apart from his four retirements. Yeah. But he, 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 he showed pace, Let's put this in context. Pole. Super Formula is a really hard car to drive. Fast. Yes. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I would say so. They're to drive rapid. to the limit. Well, you look at, you know, uh, just take Fenestras for example. He was rapid in F3. Um, he's also, yeah. he's been quick in GTs. And, you know, he's mid middle of the table in the championship. He scored 19 points. Nick Cassidy, uh, He's only he's he's still losing to the Japanese drivers, and he's like one of the best Toyota drivers that are around. You have yeah, I would agree. And then you have well, you even well Kobayashi, yeah, you know, Kobayashi is nowhere in the championship, um, and he's Toyota's works driver in the WC. And an ex Formula One driver. I mean, if you do look at in terms of like the strength and depth, this field is probably one of the most experienced fields in terms of race starts and sort of experience over multiple categories because I mean you've got Kobayashi ex Formula 1 driver um, Matsushita was an ex F2 driver if I'm right uh, yes yeah Nakajima was an ex F1 um, Yamamoto's been there forever uh, the, only, the only person really missing is Andre Lotter yeah Andre Lotter who was the um, oh not Lotter there's another ex oh, anyway it doesn't matter but yeah it's you know, the strength in depth is just incredible when it comes to Super Formula. And I think a lot of sort of GP2 drivers, who, or GP2 drivers, F2 drivers who come across to run it, just underestimate it. I mean, you say Sasha Fenestras, um, oh yeah, he was really rapid, but when he didn't spin on the first lap or get taken out, he finished 10th and 8th. Yeah. But that's the point, and, mid-pack. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you would, and he's, you know, probably one of the at the time, was probably a top F3 prodigy, but he ended up coming to um, Super Formula and getting stuffed. What I've also just seen, well, we see Nakajima. Is um, Kobayashi here? Yeah, Kobayashi's in in 16. Nakajima's in 11th in the championship. Again, both works Toyota drivers. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't think Kobayashi was in it. I don't think his heart was in it. No, um, they both missed a couple of races. Actually, yeah, even even um, with that, they. They wouldn't have been in contention. Well, you, you didn't. It's hard to say. They'd have to have won. I would agree. They'd have to have won basically both the races. Okay, so yeah, say, I would agree. So forty points. So if we had forty points to Nakajima, that puts him on sixty-five. So he would have won the championship by three points. But that's if he won both races. Yeah. But hey ho. I mean, of other bits with that, but yes, I, you're correct. That's that's the point. It's 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 in Japan. Every, well, Eddie Irvine used to say this back when he was uh, a young lad in, in Japan. It's it's such a different way of racing. There's just, it's just it's much more aggressive. It's much more tribal. It's much more um, uh, specialist. You know, you, these these drivers have put, lots of them have never been to European tracks. They haven't learned the European style of racing. They learn the Japanese style of racing, which is don't kill anyone, but don't give up a position either. Yeah, yeah, it is quite cutthroat, really, isn't it? It's um, there's no yielding or anything like that. You just crack on. Yeah. There's no real even tire saving to us. It's not really, anyway. Yeah. 
especially not this year where the races are that much shorter and there's no fuel strategy. It was kind of, yeah, we'll just run these tyres until uh, <laughs> until it finishes. Until that we can't run them any longer, then we'll come and spot. And then because everyone's doing the same, there's quite a, a tight pit window where everyone's going to be pitting. Or you do the opposite. You pit really early, get it out of the way, and just run to the end. Yeah. But I I thought, I have it again, I haven't, before this year, I haven't watched Super Formula. Um, and I thought that in places, yes, it was a little bit stale and a bit, um, I suppose you would possibly even say a bit single-seatery because <laughs> it ended up a bit of a procession in places. But when it was close and when it was wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, it was superb. Yeah, I thought. I think the standouts for me were Sportsland Sugo. I thought because of, because it was more of an old school track, um, they, they were harder. Like the overtakes were harder. Yes. And so when somebody did do an overtake, it was an impressive overtake. And granted, there might not have been as many, but you sort of stand up and go, "Wow, that's that's pretty amazing." And then when it all sort of came down to it, Suzuka One, Suzuka Two, and Fuji, I thought they were standout races, especially yeah. Suzuka One with the number of incidents because it was. It was almost like a like the Americans do with yellows breed yellows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there was coming off the safety car, someone else had crashed, and they don't need another safety car. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was really good from a like a pure racing point of view, but from a spectacle, it was pretty sick. Yeah, and equally, actually, um, Suzuka won, but that was that that weekend was the Jaff Grand Prix, I think, wasn't it? Because that was a double uh, header. They did two races in two days. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the first race was won by uh, the team with the best yep. name as well. Who's that? Uh, the team Dandelion. Uh, yes. Yeah, has moved teams next year. I don't think he's with them anymore. He's with oh, somebody he else. Not? Yeah, he's changed to, if I try and find the name of the teams. Uh, anyway, carry on. I'll try and find the name. Or not. No, we're going to wait for you to find it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I knew, I again, coming into this, I knew a few of the drivers from from other series or just... Team prior, Impol. No, he's going for Rim Policy. Um, I think so. But yeah, he... No, I remember which one. But yeah, like, like we were saying, and again, actually, because a lot of the drivers do Super Formula and Super GT... When you then get to know people in Super GT, you start watching the Super Formula and you're like, oh, he's there as well. Well, I support him in Super GT. I may as well support him in this as well. Um, people like Shosuboy and, and, again, the top three, really, uh, Yamamoto, Hirokawa and Suboy. Cassidy. And, and, and Cassidy all do both. Cassidy I kind of knew anyway because we've spoken about him. Oh, yeah, does it? What did Cassidy yes, do Shiki before Oyo. Japan? Was he in Nothing. Sorry? Was he in GP3? Where did, where did Cassidy come from? New Zealand. Yeah, but New Zealand. What, 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 what series did he come from? Uh, He's not been a career Toyota boy, has he? Uh, well, I know he did the Toyota race series or whatever it's called, the single-seater thing in, like, Australia oh, and there New we Zealand. Go. So he was in old, proper F3. Toyota race series, okay. and that's probably where his connection that's, that's, with Toyota. That's, that's where I know him from. He's, he was with Prema for uh, proper F3 back in like 2015 or so. Mm. Yeah, 
So from like 2011, he's been in a Toyota every single year, I think. Hmm. Yeah, and he started his Super GT career um, 2016. And his Toyota team's Tom, so he's never left Tom's. So for him to move to Formula E, Formula e is a mistake, because Toyota will just go, fuck you. Well, they'll just, they'll just find the next one. They, to, Toyota yeah, are, the, are the biggest car manufacturer in the world, so they can do what they want. And they, they have their own race series. They'll just pick another driver from yeah. there. Yeah. Just if you want to hire like, somebody out of the blue, I'm, I'm free. No, you're not, yeah. no, you're not Chris. You've got, you got to do our NASCAR series. You're contracted. Yeah. Every Tuesday. You're not, you're not, you can't, can't, be, can't be flying off to Fuji. <laughs> Make it mobile. <laughs> It'll fly on the Monday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, come back, come back with massive jet lag. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, I worried on Tatiana Calderon. Or how terrible she was. I'd say distinctly <laughs> average, let's face it. Oh, she wasn't even distinctly Below average, average <laughs> Like, uh, she, um, she was crap in, in, in F2. She's now crap in an even faster car. What a shocker. She I missed two races because of Le Mans, I think, as well, didn't she? Did she, didn't she yeah, crash, she did. Did she, did she crash at Le Mans? No, they did quite well at Le Mans, her I team. I don't remember. She was with... Um, oh, no, Catherine Leg crashed, didn't she? Yes, that was in their pre-season test. No, no, and then I the think virtual Le Mans. I think the virtual Le Mans. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, no. Uh, I think Breta Visica. Visca. That's it. That's it. Um, and Calderon and Sean's favourite. Yeah, Sophia Flush. Um, they did quite well, actually, really, in LMP2, didn't they? Let's face it. Sophia but, um... <laughs> If you're listening, don't bring them on. Yeah, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, oh. What, why? No, I think the, disappointing, the disappointing thing for me is over the, the course of the season, like, for instance... Fuji, where she's probably done quite a lot of racing, or not, maybe not a lot of racing, but has done testing, or has at least raced there. She did okay, and Mategi, she did okay, but throughout the season, she never really got better. No, there was no real improvement, was there? No, I mean, well, her first race, she was 12th, and then her last race, she was 17th. Yes, and it, the only reason she ever got up the grid is because there was incidents ahead of her. Hmm. To uh, be fair, yeah, I mean, to be fair at Fuji, she did miss the start because her car's broken. True. Yes. And it, I think it's a brand new team as well. I think it is a pretty much a new team. Uh, but is this so, so, no, she was in F2 last year, wasn't she? Yeah. So this is still a, it's her first year in what is, as we just said, quite a difficult championship as well. On circuits, yeah. she doesn't really know. And coming from I South mean, America, it's not as if she has grown up on these circuits like a lot of the younger Japanese guys have. I think... To me, a good progression would be a consistent top 10 next year. And if she's not doing a consistent top 10 next year, you're sort of sat there going, well, what are they doing then? So you, you, yeah. you think she needs to get to Sasha Finestra's level this year? I'd say so, yeah. Maybe uh, less, yeah. less retirements. Yeah, less retirements. But, you know, it's just... I don't know. You kind of just sat there going, why are you even there? You know, if you're not... If you're not on pace, why are you there? I think it's as much as anything, it's probably difficult to find an F2 drive. She doesn't deserve one. Yeah, true. That's maybe why she's gone there to try and build her skills and make it. If she does, like as we've said before, if she does well in Super Formula, a lot of other teams around Europe and everything will go. Actually, you know what? You're worth looking at. Come and try the car. 
Um, mm. Whereas on the flip side, it could go completely the opposite. And if you do nothing, you're still doing nothing. You're running around towards the back. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw that with... Uh, it was Gasly, wasn't it? Gasly nearly won the championship. And he, yeah, and he chose not to because he had to go and... He didn't choose not to. It got rained off from a hurricane, a typhoon. Oh, no. Well, what did he have to... Um, he missed a race or something, didn't he, though? Yeah, he. Oh, yeah, he did miss a race. You're right. But he lost the championship because of a typhoon. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yeah, no, but then he could have won it if he'd gone to that race and he chose not to. He came to choose, like, come and drive the F1 car or something. It was something along those lines, wasn't it? Yeah, but it um, turned out all right. It still turned out all right for him, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, before that, I'd never really heard of Gasly. I had, because I watched GP2. Well, well yes. Giovanni. Yeah, and what's he doing now? Uh, F1 as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he missed... That's, yes. Ooh, no, hang on. No, he didn't miss anything. Oh, didn't he? No, I he no might... the, the Suzuka rounds just got cancelled. Oh, right. I thought he got... Pulled in by Red Bull and they had to that, come and That is the sort of thing that Red Bull do, but I don't think they did. No. Maybe it was someone else I was thinking of then. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's... Um, Super Formula's fast. Very, very fast. And it's worth watching as much as anything to see how quick the cars really are. Mm. Because they're rapid. It's because there's like, no I'm light. To... The, Delara, Delara, yes. the Delara's only uh, 670 kilograms, including the driver. Yeah. If you if you you know if you say let's have a very muscly driver, seventy kilos. That was what the very yeah. nice neutral term I use there. Uh, Six hundred kilo car, more or less. Yeah, and that's a very lightweight car, and it's a small engine. It's a it's a very smart engine. It's very clever, but it's not hybrid, so there's no heavy batteries or anything like that to go along the, with it. The uh, the LMHs are over a ton now, aren't they? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean it's. I think it's worth it's worth watching for the good days, and if you get a good day, the race is fantastic. If it if you rains, get a, you get a really good day. Yes, and it, and to be fair, it, it, we had a few wet races, I think, this year or drying races, and they were quite good. Have we uh, got any closing thoughts for this, other than basically subscribe to the race and watch this and watch it when it comes out? Pretty yeah, much I with that really. Say that again. Chris. I feel sorry. I was going to say, I feel sorry for Huracan, because once again, he was beaten by Yamamoto on the last race. <laughs> have, that, that year, or the, last year, he must have had the worst look when it comes to, to what happened at the end of his seasons, because it's just like finishing twice second in terrible circumstances, like coming to the last race. It's just, oh, it should be heartbreaking. And he was only just beaten as well. Yeah. Like if if Yamamoto I, hadn't have had pole position... I think was it pole position? Um, yeah, he got three points for the for pole. Yeah, so if he hadn't got that, he wouldn't have won the championship. So realistically, Hirokawa needed to finish in front of him. Equally, sort of. Yamamoto is one of the best Japanese drivers like of his generation. Oh god, yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, he wasn't. It wasn't stolen from him. Yeah. He was beaten <laughs> on merit, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those, isn't it, where Hirokawa did a very, very had a very good year 
And I think he'll come on and he'll do even more next year if he can keep the momentum up. I think he's probably one to watch for both series next season. Well, I think Hirakawa, Suvoid, Najiri, and Oya have got to be, you know, there or thereabouts next year, definitely. So Shiko Oyu is really good. I rate him. I think he's come on a lot this year. Um, mm. does he, he does GT500 as well, I think, doesn't he? Yeah, I think all he's of the He's in top the Team Aguri. Yeah, he's in the Team Aguri yeah. one. Um, actually, Kenzo Yamashita as well. He keeps popping out. He didn't have great results, but he's in, he does uh, most of these drivers do both. To be, <laughs> to be honest, is what I'm saying here. Um, yeah, that's why they're owned by. Sorry, they're contracted to to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, the big marks of Japan. Who exactly? Are, but uh, Chris, as this is your speciality, any special, any last mm-hmm. sort of closing remarks. And could you no, say them in Japanese, please? No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't know. Just watch it. Just watch it because it is, the racing is so, is so good. I think the quality of everybody, all the drivers are just up there with the best. And Super GT is, I think it's, in my opinion, it's the best racing series out there. Better than F1, better than the WEC. Oh, I don't know. My colours aren't there. So. Um, I think pound for pound, G- Super GT is the best racing series out there. Uh, I'll by that. I would I'd probably there. go with that. I mean, I'd probably go in, with that. IndyCar's pretty good. No, I'd say it's better than IndyCar. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. You can <laughs> all you want. Come at me, bro. But it's from a social distance perspective. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> if Knockdown 3 is going to last until the Death Star appears on the horizon, uh, definitely just keep watching that. You know, YouTube is a great thing. So, Absolutely. So do that. Watch, watch. Um, and actually, the com- because although the the commentary is done by the guys at the hyphen race, the the feed is the Japanese one, isn't it? Yeah. So you get all <laughs> of the cool Japanese graphics and everything that goes. <laughs> They're along mad. With it. They're ridiculous. Let's let, right, right, guys. We need to get three letter acronyms for everyone's driver. Do we take it the first name or the last name? Yes. Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some drivers is their first name, some is their last I, name, I, some I is try, a mixture of both. I tried to work it out. I was like, is it if they're European or Japanese? No. It's just whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean like Yamamoto N- you N-A-O. can understand. Yes. But that I think is because there's another Yamamoto somewhere, I think, isn't there? They probably used to well Sakon Yamamoto might have used to race there. No, I think um, it's down to the way that they say Japanese names. Maybe. It's because in a formal sense, you would call him Yamamoto. Um, and then if you know him quite well, you would call him Naoki. And I think it just depends on whether or not they prefer the formal way of being told, in which case they would use the three letters of their surname as an abbreviation, or if they just prefer to be called their first name. It's all down uh, to what preference within. Uh, um, so this is why we keep you around, Cree, because you know things about Japan. Yeah. <laughs> So, in Naoki Yamamoto would be called Yamamoto Naoki. Oh, okay. Because the, the, Yamamoto-san is how you'd refer... If you if you were to walk up to him, and he would in, most likely introduce himself as Yamamoto-san. Okay. So, that's that's essentially calling him Mr. Yamamoto. And then once you're mates yeah. with him, yeah. you call him Naoki. Which obviously would be. Exactly. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Where, um, where yeah, in in Super Formula, Calderon prefers to be known as Tatiana, so hers is Tat. 
which is yeah. what she is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really harsh. That, um, that also probably doesn't translate to, to uh, Colombian, to be fair, or Japanese. Yeah, so I think for her case, it would be Calderon Tatiana. Yes. So they would take the surname. I think I'm, I'm, I'm only guessing, but that's my assumption. That's why it's a bit um, hit and miss. No, that's fair. That makes sense, to be fair. Good insight. Well done, Cree. And on that bombshell, let's go in this episode of The Good, The Bad and The Cree, the first of hopefully many podcasts we do in 2021. Uh, what are we going to be doing next? What is the ninth today, so, so we'll probably do something else before this one motorsports, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Cheers for that, boys. We shall catch you later. How's that for a new outro? Should I, should I keep that or just do the normal one? No. no. Like, I think you should do Thank you for listening to this episode of uh, the, the Good, the Bad and the Cree. Um, thank you very much to Chris and Sam for joining me. I've been Sean Smith. Uh, follow us on social media, preferably Twitter. And uh, what's, what's your one, Sam? What's your one? Instagram. Instagram, that's it. Um, yeah, because Facebook's got enough now. So I don't, I don't, I don't need to push that out anymore. Um for more of Chris, subscribe. Yeah, definitely. Book, 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 yeah. Bookmark the website. There we go. That's going to do it. Bye, everyone. Take care. Goodbye. Catch you later.